I have an ending line for you. Do you? Yeah. Tell me. God. This could be your ending line. Yes. And until next time, this is what we say at the end of the show. <laughs> I will use that in this episode if I remember. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, since you guys were talking about Liefeld, um, I read Blood Strike number one today. <laughs> the, the new one. It's oh, it, they redid Blood Strike. Yeah, it came out yesterday. It, <laughs> you know what else came out yesterday? Good comics. I read those. <laughs> Mister, I didn't read Bloodshot Reborn yet. I read it. I read it this morning. Thank God it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so good. So good. Um, a whole lot of magic. Oh, Blood! I bought. I bought Blood Strike when it first came out. Dude, I did too. That is a terrible comic in retrospect. <laughs> That's the one with the blood splatter cover, right? Yeah, no. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the first one. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. I can't remember the dude's name. The main guy that looks like Deadpool. Um, yeah. But he's in it, and Cabot's in it. Um, oh, what was his name? Blood Wolf or something? Uh, the alien that looks like Lobo. Yeah. Uh, he's in it, and he eats a couple chicks. And at the end, uh, Shogun and whatever that girl's name are, are in there. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was not. Like, the art was okay. Liefeld wasn't doing the art, um, but it was very Liefeld-esque. It's, he's writing it, so you know if Liefeld's writing it, it can't be good. But, like, it, it was like you were reading it back in, like, 92 or whatever when Image came out. Like, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen in the past, like, <laughs> 30 years of comics but uh yeah if uh if somebody donates me a copy of issue two i'll read it um but I w- i'm not gonna buy it i didn't buy the first one it was donated to me so that's why i read it that comic sounds so bad that i stopped paying attention a while ago that time again the time where you put in your earbuds and ignore that pile of work on your desk because ivar's long box is coming your way with another episode we don't care if the classic valiant comics are wet or in the street or in a dog's mouth we will find them and see if they're still relevant today in this episode we're reading troublemakers number 11 i'm josh i'm martin and i am troubled by how bad this comic is (laughs) See, we're going to be in disagreement. You you like a lot well, of we bad had, comics. We didn't, we, there was no disagreement last time, but but there will be some this time, I guess. There will be this time. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me how bad this book was, Paul. It just – it wasn't good. When I was reading it, I just didn't want to be reading it. The art is – the characters constantly look different in this, especially from like a, a bit of a far away shot to a close-up shot. They don't even look like the same people. I, I don't know. Like it's, I didn't find the, the story interesting at all either. I found it a really, really basic story. I know this is uh, aimed at like teenagers, and I don't think teenagers would find this very good either. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't get. I really didn't enjoy this a bit. Did you like the lettering? <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice who the letterer was? Uh, no, I didn't. But the Dave Lanier. The, the lettering really isn't bad. <laughs> it's Dave Lanfear. 
doing that. The, the lettering carried the action of the story more than the art did. C- current, current, valiant letterer, yeah, and and the voice everything. of Blood Squirt. What? He's the voice of Blood Squirt on the upcoming. Uh... Oh, is he really? Is that who it is? Yep, <laughs> I know that because <laughs> I read Unity Twenty, including the material on the back. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did you guys see the video? No. Blood Squirt video. No, I didn't watch it yet. Okay, well, if you go to uh, valiantdatabase.com and you look up the Bloodshot number Oh, the, five, the QR tag works the, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they first released it, the image, the QR tag didn't work yet. So. Yes, and, but you can't find the video on their YouTube, but I got it. So you can nice. just go in there and uh, just click on the Watch QR Video button, and you can watch the video. And listen to Valiant Letterer Dave Lanfear. Yeah. <laughs> More reasons why I don't like this. Uh, so the, the the car crashes into this uh, hardware store. The physics of what happened to supposedly cause this fire is it, just bad. How is a screwdriver standing on its end? Screwdrivers aren't flat on their end. Have you ever seen Final Destination, for... Paul? Uh, no, because I don't watch bad movies either. Um, but then, uh, then you must have seen Final Destination because that movie is awesome. <laughs> and so is number two and number three. <laughs> number and I think there might be a fourth. I'm not sure. You're but they're all great. Uh, no, I, I have Final Destination. It, it, that one intrigued me a little bit. I'm not a fan of horror movies, so it's rare that I see them. And it's usually because somebody else wants to watch them. They're actually really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, okay, a screwdriver standing on its end, already that's bad. Like, screwdrivers aren't made to where they can stand on their end. <laughs> then a spray can, oh, Paul, can I'm gonna falling I'm gonna and getting you. punctured, it's ridiculous. I'm going to stop you. It's bad. It's a comic book, dude. You this read is, it for entertainment. There's suspension of disbelief, and there's this is just effing stupid. This is just effing stupid right here. It's not stupid. It is technically, statistically possible for a screwdriver to fall and stay standing up. Okay, and that's that's kind of what the point of that whole uh, run of panels is, where, you know, you know the thing about the butterfly effect, right? So one thing influences everything else. That's kind of what it is. You know, this kid was trying to get his Ninjak comic. We should get back to that. Uh, but he's trying to get his Ninjak comic, and it f- blows away, and so it goes under a car. So he uses his powers to try to lift the car. But then the car starts going down the hill, and so that hits the, the hardware store, and then the screwdriver falls a certain way, and the shotgun shells get blown up, and this and that, and so the building catches on fire. So it's it's a whole thing, right? A whole cause and effect. Um, Those aren't shotgun shells. Those are spray paint cans. Right, That's how bad the start is. Spray cans. You didn't even know what it was you were looking at. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought there were shotgun shells. Yep, it's a spray paint can. Okay, well... It, Irrelevant. Because this is bad art. Irrelevant. It just, it just, you know, it's it's one thing after another affecting another thing. Um, and I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know anything about this book. I've never read it. I've wanted to for quite a while, uh, but I've never read it. I'm assuming they always do some crazy stuff that gets them into trouble, hence the troublemaker's name. And so my assumption is that that's kind of part of their shtick. All right, let me educate yeah. you on this book. Yes. So... Troublemakers, the series, is actually really good. The last issue, for example, really wraps up the Acclaim universe better than Unity 2000 does uh, because it was written by um, Fabian Nicaea, who's the editor-in-chief 
of of acclaim. Yep. This issue is between heavy storylines. The next issue, a kid dies. Previous issue, there was um, some really heavy sex stuff that happened. So, I mean, there's some adult stuff that happens in this book. This is kind of like, let's take a break from talking about teen pregnancy and uh, drive-by shootings to, and we're just going to talk about a comic book underneath the car. So <laughs> in terms of this being the first issue of Troublemakers to read, terrible choice. Good job, random.org. <laughs> you really screwed that up. Um, but this series in general is pretty good, I, I think. Um, I agree with you. The art is uh, very uneven at times, especially when um, – those gangsters are chasing that one kid and the fence thing happens and then all of a sudden they get all the 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 characters get all salvador dolly looking um so there is some really uneven art uh they looked like shotgun shells and then i realized that they were too big to be shotgun shells (laughs) um so that's how i figured out they were paint cans so i mean there is some some issues certainly with with the art uh but um, as a series overall, I, I really recommend it. I think it's one of the gems of Acclaim. Um, this is not a good example of it. One of the things that I, I like about Troublemakers, and this book does it a little bit, is that Troublemakers is kind of a meta yeah. thing. It's a, it's a comment on the rest of the Acclaim universe. So the Ninjak thing was uh, an interesting take. That's you know The editor-in-chief wrote this comic, so he's basically saying, boy, I was really – disappointed that we didn't sell more copies of issue number yeah, four yeah. in jack um <laughs> especially i think number four is like the origin issue of that uh, i looked up the numbers because i was just curious as to why that was written in there and issue number one sold thirty thousand copies issue number four sold 13 so you know huh. it progressively got worse and worse and that series ended i think before they wanted it to but uh, it was that was I was like, why is he making this comment on the Ninjak comic? I, I wasn't I wasn't really sure where that necessarily came from. I, I think he liked Ninjak more than everybody else. Did. <laughs> well, you've definitely made this. Uh, you've you've made me not dread the day that I have to start reading Troublemakers because I will eventually read everything sure. VH1 and VH2. And after reading this, is like, oh man, I am not looking forward to this. I'll still buy them for some reason, but um, <laughs> so yeah. Now, now you added a little bit of merit to it. And, and, um, and Martin, you are right that that kid in particular does. Uh, he is the comic relief. Gets into trouble. Right. Doesn't mean to character. I mean, issue one and two and three. He's you know he's just doing stuff. Where you just want to strangle him, but he's the youngest of the troublemakers, so that's why he does those kind of things. Well, I mean, and they even called themselves troublemakers in, in yeah. here, so um, I, I kind of assumed. I think and I could see also why, like a lot of people feel like, uh, in current Valiant Generation Zero, is kind of similar with with the kids. You know, the kids not necessarily being controlled by people and uh, uh, getting into mischief and and. Uh, I would I would like to see a troublemaker series from oh, yeah. from current Valiant. I I think that they could I think that they could do the serious stuff better um and definitely do the funny stuff a little bit better. Especially if you put, you know, 
a writer like Fred Venlenti, I wouldn't want him to waste his time on it because yeah. he's doing Ivar. But if you found a writer like that, you you could definitely have some fun with it. So you just compared this to Generation Zero? Uh, no, I'm commenting <laughs> on how I've heard other people compare it to Generation Zero. <laughs> Uh, based on this issue, it's a bad comparison, but uh, hopefully there's more merit in that statement and the other issues. Like well, I guess the comparison is that these are kids who are isolated, who have powers, and uh, uh, are not allowed out by their keepers necessarily, um, and that is the case with Generation Zero. But those kids, there's no comic relief in, in their storyline. Yeah, they got, see, that's, they got that's what my thought was when you said that. See, yeah. I think that's why I enjoyed this. Um, this reminded me a lot of like New Mutants or uh, Gen X or Gen Thirteen. It should uh, remind you a lot of Gen X because well, he wrote Gen X, yeah, right, absolutely, um, yeah. But you know, it's the same, very much the same concept, um, and it's it it seems like it's the same sort of attitude with the book. Um, I think it is very much a younger book, and I mean, I remember reading those books back then. I've still got. A stack of Gen 13s in my drawer. Um, yeah. How I don't know. Like I found them in a suitcase <laughs> once, and uh, out of yeah, all, no, I, out of I, all I, the comics I, I had, to have that as some of my leftovers, unbelievable. But no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that if I I did not read this when I was um, when they were first coming out, I think I would have been like 14, 15 when these were coming out, something like that. I would have really enjoyed it. I think a lot more. Because I think it would have been speaking more to me. I did read Generation X and and Gen 13 when they were coming out because I really was like, yeah, I'm a angsty teenager, and those books <laughs> yeah, were really yeah, yeah. speaking to me, yep. you know. Um, and and I probably would have felt similar. Uh, I do think that those two books that you cited, and in, in particular Generation X, did it better than this. I can but, agree with that. Yeah, but the, the I'm. Really, you're in between two heavy storylines. There's there's a lot of stuff that happened in the previous issue that's really heavy, and then the next issue is really sad and dark. So, well, that'll be my homework. I'm actually going to read this whole run because it's it's not very long, right? It was 18 issues, 20 issues. It's not, and and you'll particularly enjoy it for the end because you'll go, oh, good, Fabian got to wrap up, you know, his run as editor in chief. At the end of it. So. Nice. Cool. I'll do that and I'll report next time. Yeah, see, I didn't read comics when I was a kid or a teenager. I didn't get into them until uh, I dabbled. Like the first time I ever read comics, I was already in college. So none of this stuff appealed to me then. And that that might be part of the reason, too, that this just does not appeal to me. Yeah. And it also tells me that you were not very angsty as a kid. Apparently, mm-hmm. Josh and I were very angsty, so we liked the angsty titles. I yeah, I, I was I was probably just playing video games <laughs> and listening to music and not reading comic books. I hear you. What's uh, our next title? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I already know what it is, but I, I just want to put a little sound effect in. <laughs> it's going to be Time Walker number four. Ah, cool. Okay. Because you rigged it? No. I did not rig it. <laughs> if he had rigged it, it would have been like uh, Magnus 33. 
I, well, I just I know he loves Time Walker, so that's why I was. I, I do love Time Walker m- more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have an interesting discussion because I very much enjoyed Time Walker. Let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up, Joshua. Yeah, you can uh, tweet at me at uh, I want Valiant, the very long name that takes up all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> and you can listen to my other podcast, uh, which is Valiant Effort, that I do with my friend Nick. And when is this coming out, Martin? Uh, <laughs> this will be not tomorrow. It'll be next Friday. And you can go to uh, nerdylegion.com, and you can hear uh, the quick pilot episode of my new Star Trek comics podcast. Woo! Woo. Don't hold out. I'm waiting on it. Awesome. I might have to try to like Star Trek again. How, How could this? you stop liking it? I'm going to make you a promise. If I, <laughs> I, enjoy- I, ne- I never started like no, <laughs> if, I, if I enjoy your show, what's – are you going to – is it just going to be – oh, you're doing – yeah, never mind. <laughs> you know do, what? It, Mark, do you want to do a TNG book club, you and me, <laughs> one episode at a time and discuss it? Here, here's what I'll do. If I enjoy your pilot, then I will begin watching TNG. Because I've, I've only seen a couple episodes, and they were okay. I'm on season two, so I'll, I'll still have a while before I have to start watching it. Of TNG, season three is where it gets good. My, yeah, son, my son plays Worf in the backyard all the time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's his favorite. I have an employee that tells him he doesn't get good until uh, Picard starts doing – what did he call the – the thing that he does where he like, jerks down his shirt – the Picard maneuver, yeah. Yeah, and he tells me that's when you know it's starting to get good because they changed the costumes. That's uh, that starts season three, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, uh, you know, both my kids are named after characters in Star Trek. Are I they? I know that. Yeah, yeah, they are. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. My kid is named after an eagle. That's my, very patriotic. Yeah, I think my kid is a, a named puppet. after uh, a character in the Gnostic Bible. How about that? Uh, I'll be at Geekvine <laughs> on the Twitters. And I'll you can be find, at Who's Paul. And you can find Paul and I on the Valiant Central Podcast. You can find me on Comically as well. Also on NerdyLegion.com, where you can find a wider range of fabulous shows done by the three of us, pretty much. <laughs> You'll find me on some other podcasts at some point. Yeah, what You need to do that podcast. Yes, that one is the one that I need to be doing. With Amy. What was going to be my line, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, your line can be, um, uh, and it's that time of the show where we say, uh, it. I don't remember. <laughs> Crap. Until next time, buy lots of copies of Book of Death because they're on the stands. <laughs> And until the next time, this oh, is where oh, we oh, say oh, the oh. thing at the end of the show. That's right. Having <laughs> <laughs> <Fail>. a <laughs> Man, good thing I'm editing now. Holy Jesus. <laughs>